Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Uh, now, during the week, various UK tabloids published a picture of Kate Moss smoking. Not a huge deal, you might think. Except some months back, she claimed she'd switched to vaping, which coincided uh, with the launch of her own wellness brand. Perhaps that was just a little marketing ploy. But is there a wider issue here? Are celebrities, in effect, promoting a terrible habit? The journalist and author Jenny Murray has some views on this. Good afternoon, Jenny. Good afternoon. Now, would your issue would be not so much celebrities smoking, but celebrities being photographed smoking? Well, obviously, you're sitting outside a very fancy London restaurant. Um, They are catnip for photographers, those places. So you know pretty well that somebody's going to come along and snap a picture of you. But what worried me about it is, first of all, Kate, uh, yes, I'm going to give up. I'm going to start vaping, which I'm not convinced is any safer, frankly, than smoking. Mm. But there she is back smoking again. And she and Stella McCartney and Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who were also seen smoking outside a restaurant, they're people who have influence. You know, young people look to Phoebe because she's funny, she's elegant, Stella designs beautiful clothes and has an amazing father. And Kate Moss, of course, is known as a wonderful model. And young people will look at them and go, wow, that's cool. You know, you're sitting outside uh, having lunch with your friend and, yeah, you have a post-prandial fag and that's okay. That looks really cool, but it's not okay. And I said in the article that I wrote, you know, I can't be one to criticise people for smoking. I've been a lifelong smoker. I have given up more times than I could ever count. So I know how difficult it is to give up. But what was worrying me was that young people really shouldn't be given the example that smoking or vaping are cool. Mm. Are they that influential and and are are young people that malleable that they see Sophie Waller-Bridge doing it and so they say, I'm going to do that myself? I'm afraid they probably are. You know, they'll they'll look at Kate and think, oh, wow, look what she's wearing. Oh, I really want to copy that. Or, oh, Phoebe, she wrote a really funny thing that I saw on the telly. She's really cool. And she wrote for the James Bond film. And look at Stella McCartney, you know, she designed fantastic clothes. I really want to try and be able to afford to wear something that she might have designed, which, of course, they won't be able to, but they'll get copies. Um, But they're influenced by them. They want to be like them. You know, when I started smoking, I was 15, and I was influenced by my father and my grandfather, and also by people in films. You know, there were such elegant scenes in some films which I saw in the late 50s and 60s where people would light up a cigarette and maybe even share it with the man of their dreams and all of that stuff. Mm. And I thought it was elegant and cool. And my grandfather's fingers were brown and smelled of nicotine and I thought the smell was lovely and everybody at school was talking about oh you know we ought to start smoking because it means we're grown up 
And so I took one of my grandfather's untipped wood vines into the garden. I stole it from his box of cigarettes um, and I lit it and I was sick and I was faint. I nearly passed out, but I persevered and very quickly I was a nicotine addict. You become addicted to it so quickly. One, one of the treatments that I went on uh, to a, a hypnotist a very famous guy, um, and I went to his courses. And one of the things he said was that nicotine is as powerful a drug on the brain in some people as cocaine is. Mm. And I know how powerful it is because, you know, I gave up through two pregnancies. I wasn't going to smoke when I was pregnant. Um, I've given up when I went on this course of hypnotism about every two or three years I give up and this is it you know mm. I'm never going to smoke again and then somebody offers me one and I say okay I'll, I'll just have the one but you cannot have just the one you have the one and that leads to the next one and that leads to nipping down the shop and buying a packet and you're back on it. And I just don't want young people to go through that because smoking is dangerous. Yeah. You but perhaps is because it's, I don't know, it strikes me that um, 10 years ago, the messaging around the danger of, uh, of cigarette smoking seemed to be far stronger and far more prevalent than it is now. We've kind of slightly taken our eye off the ball. The rates of smoking have gone down but in the last few years have begun to creep up again. And the vaping is ridiculous. You know, wherever you go, you see young people with these pink, purple, yellow, green vapes in their mouths with all sorts of flavours. They're becoming addicted to nicotine. And that is really dangerous. I know how dangerous smoking is. And you would think by the age of 73, I would have finally knocked it on the head. I haven't. I spent two weeks in visiting every day a hospice where my father was dying of lung cancer. And he had allegedly given up at the age of 50 when actually he'd been in Ireland and he'd had an operation on his ears to try and cure his deafness, which had been a big help. And he came home and said, right, that's it. I haven't smoked anything whilst I was in the hospital. I'm never going to smoke again. And my mother, I'm sure she could smell it, even though he did keep polo mints in business for the rest <laughs> of his life. Um, but his little dog had longer walks than any dog ever deserved to have and I know exactly what that was. It was going off round the park so that he could smoke away from my mother. His friend Eric lived not very far away and he saw him an awful lot of times because Eric and his wife Mary were both smokers and so my dad would go around there where he could smoke safely. Um, and then I have to say there was one incident in his late 70s my mother had had a fall. She'd broken her hip. And in the hospital, they'd taken off her rings and she couldn't find them. She was panicking about her rings. 
And I said to my dad, you know, dad, you, you must have the rings. And he said, no, 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 I, I didn't take them. I didn't take them. I said, well, let's go home and just check in the jacket that you were wearing that night to see if the rings are there. So we went home and I was going through the pockets of his jacket. Uh, and the first thing I found was a packet of cigarettes. Mm. And like a parent, you know, confronting a child, <laughs> I was there with a packet <laughs> of cigarettes. What on earth is this? What do you think you're doing? He said, oh, for goodness sake, don't tell your mother. And then in another pocket, of course, I found the rings. But my dad was dying of lung cancer in a hospice in Barnsley. And one of the things in my life that I regret more than any other was some of the last words my father said to me were, oh, love, you haven't got a fag on you, have you? And I said, Dad, don't be ridiculous. You, you know, you're in a hospice. You, you've got lung cancer. You can't possibly smoke. And he said, well, it's not going to do me any more harm, is it? Mm. And I said, no, but, you know, you're not allowed to smoke in here. And I denied him his last cigarette. And then a couple of days later, I was there with him when he died. I held his hand as he died. And I spoke to the nurse who'd been closest to him and really looked after him while he was in there. And I told her this story. She said, oh, goodness. She said, look, it's June. You could have come and asked me. I could have wheeled him out onto his patio and he could have smoked out there to his heart's content. And I, I am still racked with guilt that I denied oh. my father his last ever cigarette. But, yeah. you know, none of us should smoke. And if you're somebody who is what they now call an influencer, which I think a lot of these people like Kate Moss, like Phoebe Wallerbridge, are. It's best to smoke behind closed doors where nobody's going to photograph you and no kids are going to look at a picture of you with a cigarette heading to your mouth and thinking, oh, wow, look at her. She's cool. Yeah. Jenny, thank you very much for speaking with us today. Uh, that was the, the journalist and author, uh, Jenny Murray there. A uh, few comments on that. Liz says, on the one hand, you have Stella McCarthy who won't eat meat on health and cruelty to animals grounds uh, and shuns fur and leather in her clothes, collections for the same reason. And on the other, literally, she has a cigarette, which obviously has no effect on her health at all. Uh, well, obviously it does, but I suppose it's her health. Uh, in, I don't know if that's necessarily a double standard in, in, in the sense that she doesn't want to affect the health of animals but if she's just having a cigarette it's just affecting her well i suppose if she's smoking everywhere and blowing it into people's faces uh, it might enjoy it might affect their health too uh another texture says people will always enjoy things that are bad for them or pleasurable sure all the smoking uh, carry on back in the day even in the pubs in the 80s and 90s there were no warning signs and dinner parties were wonderful smoke-filled rooms and actual conversations took place bring it back i say I don't know if the the wonderful conversations and the smoke necessarily are connected, whether one engendered the other. Uh, the uh, Someone else says, I, I think your guest is completely overestimating what young people think of Kate Moss and her influence these days. Anyone at the age of uh, at the age of 30 or so just remembers her for dating Pete Doherty. Anyone younger than that probably doesn't have a clue who she is or how many cigarettes she smokes a day. A lot of young people won't know who Pete Doherty is either. Uh, the uh, Someone else says, the bigger question is why people put so much into so-called celebs. Who cares if they smoke? My God, take some responsibility for yourself instead of blaming a washed-up model in the UK. Also, give young people some credit. 
Uh, well, yes. And, and I would have thought as well for many people who start smoking, it's probably more significant what your best friend is doing rather than someone, you know, you saw, whose picture you saw on the internet. Uh, if your best friend is, has started smoking, you're probably more inclined uh, to give it a go as well. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm. With Anna Glaze. On News Talk.